It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm James Erpine. Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Monday. A lot to get to today, including a prediction that a national analyst made for the Bengals this year. And good news for one of the Bengals' best offensive weapons. You can subscribe to this podcast on a variety of outlets, including iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast. And uh, LockedOnBengals.com is our vessel. It's our home. Every single podcast posted there as well. And just a quick reminder, with training camp three days away, three days away, we're going to do uh, all things Bengals training camp coverage starting Thursday. I'm going to be there. You notice I'm not in studio right now. That'll be how it is throughout training camp because I'll be at Paul Brown Stadium. I'll record my this podcast from there. You'll get exclusive one-on-one interviews with players and coaches. At LockedOnBengals.com, you'll get feature stories, videos, um, I'll take you, you, you'll get to see drills, whether it's A.J. Green or John Ross or Tyler Eifert. I'm foreshadowing there because there's some good Eifert news today. All of that and so much more. Your number one spot for all things Bengals training camp, no matter where you live, no matter where you live, is the Locked on Bengals podcast and Locked on Bengals to come. It's great to be with you today. I'm uh, recording this podcast from my family's house in uh, Michigan, and uh, it will be, be back in town tomorrow. Uh, we'll be probably out of studio tomorrow as well. Wednesday back in studio, and then after that, what's well, training camp? I'll give my uh, official pre-training camp prediction for this team on uh, on Wednesday. And what I really I'm looking forward to most about training camp, and there's so many different what ifs and what's going to happen and, and things to watch for, etc. But the past two years, I've been down there with Tony Pike. And Tony Pike played for the Carolina Panthers. He was a star quarterback at the University of Cincinnati. And now he does a lot of – you've heard him on this podcast a couple of times with me. But he covers the Bengals, does a lot of work for uh, ESPN 1530. And I'll be down there again with him. But the one thing that has stood out the past couple of years is is what? The Bengals' offensive line has been bad. The Bengals' offensive line has been dreadful, uh, especially last season. It was really bad, right? He saw it in training camp. It was, it was very clear in training camp that the line was bad, that the line was a weakness, that the offensive line needed to get better. And the reality is that we'll probably know a lot about this team in training camp. We'll have a good idea if the additions or, or the subtractions or the new coaches, how it's going to be. And the line is something that will come out. We might not know much about the offense. We might not know much about – how Andy's going to do under laser or how they're going to use Joe Mixon or John Ross. We might not know a ton there. We really might not. Outside of when Ross gets in the game, if Gio and Joe are in the backfield together. But they might not unveil a lot of that even in the preseason. But what we will be able to see is if the offensive line can block, especially compared to last year, compared to the year before. So I think that that's something that we will keep an eye on, that I will update you on almost daily. We could do a Bengals training camp offensive line update. It's been so dreadful over the past couple of years that I think it's it's time that we do that. So we will starting Thursday, um, right here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. Let's uh let's get to the good news from Tyler Eifert. 
Tyler Eifert said, tweeted out today, back in Cincinnati for training camp and feeling great. Camp is a grind, but I'm looking forward to it. That has to be good news, right? I mean, that, that, means, that means he's healthy, right? That means he's going to practice, right? I hope so. I mean, this team really needs – because let's say the offensive line is competent. <clears throat> let's say this offensive line is good enough. Not Maybe not great, and I don't expect them to be great, but good enough. Okay, so if they're good enough, then Andy Dalton needs – as many weapons around him as he can be, as he can have. And Eifert is such a difference maker in the red zone. Eifert is such a, a game changer in that area of the field. And when you're talking about the 32nd ranked offense, I did this before they, they had re-signed Eifert. And I was like, there's no way you can let him go. And I like what they did. A one-year incentive-laden deal, and you get to see if he can prove it. And, and I hope he does. And, and so... So hopefully that's the case. By the way, minicamp was last month, and I was out of town for minicamp, and he didn't participate in that, and that was very scary, very worrisome. And not that the the other tight ends on the Bengals aren't good. I think C.J. Uzama and Tyler Croft are a good a good one two, I guess, or a good two three, or a good two two, uh, good backups, but they're not stars. And Tyler Eifert has the ability to be a star in this league. He's certainly a red zone star. Even if he isn't the same player after all these injuries that he was in 2015, can he still get open in the red zone? Can he still use his big body and go up and get the ball? If so, he can help this team. So I think it's really good to see that. Uh, It's exciting because Tyler, even last year during training camp before he got injured week two against the Texans, you knew that he was a difference maker. And he was. Heck, they beat the Texans if Eifert keeps his foot from the, the out-of-bounds line. Remember that? Andy Dalton finds him open, and who knows how that would have changed the season. Honestly, if he does that, do they fire Ken Zampezi still after week two? Or do they keep him around? Hey, who knows? Here's what I do know. This team is going to have to be so much better offensively if they're going to win 10 games, if they're going to win 11 games. And the first thing that they're going to have to do, obviously, is stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. If, if the offensive line is what they were last year, but the play calling is better, and the offensive line shouldn't be the way, they were, the way it was last year, but the play calling is better, and John Ross and Tyler Eifert stay healthy, they're going to be a better offense. Like the, the O-line, will harp on it a lot, and it's very important. But there's other ways this offense can improve and be better this season. They were 32nd in the NFL last year, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'm James Erpain. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Up next, two things. One, what the hell is going on in Cleveland now? And two, let's talk about one national analyst and what he thinks about the Bengals and the rest of the NFL. We'll get to that next on the Locked on Bengals podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's start with what happened today with uh, Josh Gordon in Cleveland. We know the Josh Gordon story. He's one of the best wide receivers in football when he's dialed in, when he's on the field, right? When he's not suspended, when he's not uh, dealing with his demons, and he's not going to start at training camp. He said basically due to his personal health. I don't know if that means he, he entered a rehab. I have no idea what that means. Here's what I do know. People tell you who they are, right? They are who they are, who they are, who they are. So when I talk about Tyler Eifert and, oh, he just needs to stay healthy. When's the last time he was? Oh, Josh Gordon could be great for the Browns if he stays off the weed and doesn't fail a drug test and is on the field. When's the last time he was on the field and really good? 2013. For Tyler Eifert, it was 2015. And so the farther away you get from that moment, the last time they were good, it it just proves, it shows, uh, and it makes it less likely that they're not going to do that, that they're not going to return to form. Whether it's injuries, no matter what it is. And so if you're a, a Browns fan that was banking on Josh Gordon having an impact, now you're concerned. If you're a fantasy football, if you're a fantasy football player, your fantasy team, all of a sudden, maybe you have Josh Gordon in a keeper league or something. I'd be a little nervous. I would be. Love his talent. Love his skill when he's on the field. Is he going to be on the field week one? Is he going to be on the field week two? I also feel sorry for Hugh Jackson. What is it? I mean, that was a big part, and it was going to be a big part of the offense, and now he's not starting training camp. Again, he could be there for week two of training camp. Who knows? But for a guy who hasn't been good since 2013, and by good I mean on the field and effective, 2014 he wasn't nearly as good. He was chunky and out of shape, uh, if you remember Josh Gordon then. So the reality is he's going to have to, have to, have to prove himself again. And uh, today was not a step in doing that. And not being at training camp, I don't think that's good. Does that mean that he's going to be bad this year? No. But uh, I certainly have my questions with Cleveland's star receiver, their best receiver. Jarvis Landry's there too, but uh, and it's certainly more reliable. But Josh Gordon, sky's the limit for him if he actually plays this year. And, and this thing, uh, one other thing, uh, and I thought this was interesting today. Pete Prisco, CBS Sports, he predicts every single NFL game and made a prediction for every single game, all the playoff games, Super Bowl, etc. He has uh, the Jaguars losing to the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl, by the way. That's pretty interesting. Here, here's what I think is interesting. Just in general. And it's also funny that I've listened to Tony Romo, Pete Prisco, and Colin Cowherd all like jump on the Green Bay bandwagon. All think that Green Bay is going to be very much improved. And I get why. They had a great draft. You're relying on first and second round corners, first year corners. I don't know. I don't know if you can do that in the playoffs when you're going to go up against Drew Brees. Are you going to go up against uh, the Los Angeles Rams, who I think are really good on paper? But he, he predicted that the Bengals, Pete Prisco did, that the Bengals go 8-8. Eight and eight. And it's tough for me to, to argue. He had them splitting with the Steelers. He had them splitting with the Browns. Um, he had them losing to, like, the Saints and losing to uh, the Falcons and the Panthers. It, here's what I'll tell you. Three of their first four games are on the road. At Indy, home for Baltimore five days later, Carolina, at Carolina, and then at Atlanta. You could, I could see them going two and two. I could see them going th- one and three. 
that's a tough start. I mean, everyone just assumes that Andrew Luck isn't going or isn't going to be the same guy right away coming off of injury. What if he comes out and just deals? Like last year, and I get it all, he hadn't thrown. He's going to be all set for training camp, by the way, Andrew Luck is, according to reports. Uh, and remember back in, if, if you, depending on how long you've been a Bengals fan as you're listening to this, Carson Palmer, when he came back from his, his torn ACL in 2006, you remember that first game he came back? It was in the preseason. He came in, and it was the most important preseason game maybe ever because everyone was so concerned with how he was going to do. And he came back and he had three touchdowns. In the preseason, say what you want, but I, I think it was week three of the preseason against Green Bay starters. And he played very very well, honestly, in 2006. He's not the reason they didn't make the playoffs. So it, it'll be interesting to see, look, what, what Andrew Luck does. He missed last year. He's dealt with that the arm issues. I, I think it's more in his shoulder. But either way, Andrew Luck is a stud. So I'm not taking that game lightly. I think it'll be a really close game in Andy, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts won that. Then five days later, like I said, four days later, excuse me, uh, it'll be Baltimore. Thursday night, Paul Brown Stadium. By the way, we'll be there. Locked on Bengals. We'll de- definitely be there covering it. We'll have pregame and postgame coverage uh, at LockedOnBengals.com. But those two games are so important because I think they do lose at Carolina. I think they probably lose at Atlanta for sure. Maybe you split those two, but I'm with Pete. Like, you're probably going to drop at Carolina at Atlanta. And if you do, and you can't beat Indy to start the season, and you can't handle business against Baltimore at home, you're probably not making the playoffs. You can't start 1-3 and three and expect to go 10-6. and six. It's just not how it works. Um, and then they have the Dolphins at home, which I think should be a W, and then Pittsburgh at home. And part of this this season is about getting over that hump, getting over Pittsburgh. You have to. Can you be better than the Steelers? They have to beat them at least once. If you want a realistic chance at, one, winning the division, or two, making the playoffs, either one, you're going to have to beat Pittsburgh at least once. And the years that they go to the playoffs usually mean that they uh, have beat Pittsburgh. And it's something that they haven't done a lot of, especially recently. So we'll see there. But, yeah, 8-8. Eight and eight, where do you have the Bengals? That's what we'll do on tomorrow's show. I've, I've been getting some emails. I've been haven't responded to to many yet. I've gotten some direct messages on Twitter as well. I want to read read them on the podcast. I, I want to get a lot of them together. And you can email me James Rapine at ESPN fifteen thirty dot com. Also tweet me at James Rapine at Locked On Bengals. So we'll do that. My official prediction for the Bengals pre training camp prediction for the twenty eighteen Bengals coming on Wednesday's show. And, uh, yeah, training camp starts Thursday. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. I appreciate you for listening to this podcast. I know it's a little different since I'm not in studio, but it's going to do it for today. Be back at it tomorrow. Until then, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day.